This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you again. This is Evangelist Eric Walton with you one more time. And uh, go ahead and take your Bibles. We're going to be, our text is Genesis chapter 9. But we're going to start over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And I have to lay a foundation. The title of the message is, Where Did the Races Come From? We, we got, I, I'm so troubled and disturbed by all the division that Satan has caused. And if you look in the Bible, you don't see black, white, brown, uh, yellow people, black, red people, and all this other stuff. You know, you, you know that's, that's not how God does it. And, and God has never been interested in that. In fact, we have all these different shades or hues or skin colors because God likes variety. That's all that is. He likes varieties. There's certain stuff that comes with a man with a black skin, usually a broad nose, thick lips and all that sort of thing, big hips and things like that. That's, that's just uh, uh, characteristics. I went to Red China. And there's 1.4 billion people in Red China. And, and, you know, one of the Chinese girls told me, uh, 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 this was uh, six, seven years ago. She said, we all look alike in China. I've been to school in the United States. We all look alike here, y'all. Y'all are so diverse. You know, I said, that's because people are trying to get out of your country, but they're trying to get in mine. So we have people from all over the world. And God likes a rainbow. A church ought to be a rainbow. Every race in there. But what the devil has done, and he always does, he's trying to, do, to, to divide and conquer us. He said there's Jews, Gentiles, and the church of God. There's unsaved people, Jews and Gentiles. The church of God is made up of Jews and Gentiles. And we are all one flesh in him, in Christ Jesus. And uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 10.32, give no offense to the church of God. Excuse me, I, I read that wrong. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Gentiles. Go tell them about Christ is what he's going to say. And then he's going to say, uh, or to the church of God, just as, also please, just as I also please all men. What is Paul talking about? I please all men. I please all men. I go over and try to tell everybody. It does not matter who or what they are. I try to tell them about Jesus Christ and Him crucified, paying the sin debt for all men. We are all of one blood. And then uh, the rest of verse 33, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. The prophet of many there is that uh, Jew or Gentile gets saved. Whenever Paul went into a town, he first would go to the Jewish synagogue and he would preach and he would tell about Jesus. And usually they would get mad at him at the point where he would say, and everybody can get saved like it is in Acts chapter 10. The, uh, uh, Peter went and preached at Cornelius' house, an Italian guy, a Gentile. And uh, the devil did a good job. 
I was watching on the news the other night and these people were just haranguing this, this white guy because he was white, but they were Christians and he was a Christian. And I was going, you're fighting against Christ. We're, not everybody is saved, but y'all are both saved people. Y'all both believe in Jesus. And I mean, they were making him out to be the biggest monster in the world. We, we, we should be of one mind, one faith, one baptism, one Jesus. And we need to get along. And the Bible tells you in Matthew 18, if you have ought against your brother, go to him and correct the thing. Amen? Now, we're in 1 Corinthians. Turn over to the left, Romans chapter 5. Now, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 9 if we get through these things right here. And um, it, it, it may not get done in one message. I'm not going to go fast. I'm going to go correctly, according to the word. Romans 5, 12, therefore, all right, Apostle Paul again, he was reading, writing over there in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 31, uh, 32 and 3, just as, through, just as through one man sin entered the world. The one man that sin entered the world through is Adam. He is the capital head of the human race. The mankind did not fall when Eve sinned by eating of the, uh, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It, man, mankind fell when Adam did. The sin nature gene is in the man. It does not matter if you're a black man, a white man, a red man, a yellow man, a, a, a brown man, or whatever kind of man. You've got that in you. Why? Because we're all of one blood. And I'm going to turn to that in Acts 17, 26 in a little while. And we'll pray after that. Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, Adam, and we all come from Adam, we're all related. We're all cousins. Or brothers and sisters, near a relative to you, near a relation to you, near kin, is what it'll say in Leviticus uh, chapter uh, 18 and uh, in chapter 20. And death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all have sinned. Why do we all sin? I inherited it from Adam, it's in his gene pool, and it passed along to me. And I sin. And, and I've been in trouble with the law. Alright, it was 45 years ago, but I was in trouble with the law. Amen. And I got saved and got into a new family in Jesus' family. There is no sin in Jesus. He's the capital head of the, of the, of the Christian race. Alright. And, and make sure you understand that. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. I'm no longer in Adam's family. I'm in Jesus' family. I've been adopted in the Beloved. I'm adopted by him. Now I'm a new creature in Christ. I don't have to sin. When I was in Adam's family, I had to sin because it's my nature. I would even say, I know I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not going to do it. I'm never going to do that again. How many of y'all have said, I ain't never coming back to jail again and you're back in jail again? I ain't never coming back to prison again and you're back in prison. Why? You're in Adam's family. Get over in Jesus' family. Amen? Next verse that we want to look at is in Acts chapter 17 and verse 26. Understand something. Every ethnic group 
every tribe in Adam's family, because of our fleshly nature, we think we're the best. You're entitled to your opinion. But I'm a black man. Because I read the Bible, I don't. But I used to when I didn't know the Bible real well. I thought we were the best. You know? I, 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 oh, this is the best group. Yeah. Everybody thinks that. That's a carnal idea. The best man I've been is, is, is the, Christ, the Christian man that I am. Best husband, Christian man. Best father, Christian man. Best church member, Christian man. Best person in the community, Christian man. 17. Acts 17. Let me tell you a little something about Acts before I read this verse. Acts, the main reason Acts is written by Luke is to give you an accurate history, not doctrine, history. Doctrine is what Paul is doing over there in Romans and Corinthians. Uh, Peter over in 1st and 2nd Peter, Jude in the book of Jude, James. They're giving you doctrine, teaching. What Acts is trying to do is teach you a history of the first century church. Be careful trying to teach doctrine out of Acts. It's dangerous. Uh, a brother I work with, he was just trying to teach something out of Acts using Acts. And I was like, no, because he's just telling you he isn't even trying to be uh, uh, totally uh, doctrinal here. He's, he's trying to say what happens. They get saved without even getting saved, uh, all kinds of stuff, and baptized in different names. And sometimes they're talking about water baptism. Sometimes they're talking about spiritual baptism. Uh, you got Holy Ghost things going on there where the Holy Ghost is doing supernatural signs because the scriptures weren't written. Be careful trying to teach doctrine out of Acts. One more verse, and then we'll pray. And he has made from one blood. The one blood is Adam. Adam. Everybody got some Adam in him. Even a saved man does. Every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And he, that's God, has made from one blood, that one blood being Adam, every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. God has put you where he wants you at on the earth. Amen. It is not an accident that I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, in the United States of America on the earth. Uh, the, the brother over here recording was born, born and raised down in Houston, Texas, and eventually migrated to East Texas. Now he's in Central Texas. Amen. Is that correct? Amen. I got it right. Uh, 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 every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. Now you might be saying, well, what's the big deal about that? Why are you, why are you asking me? He's, when I finish reading this verse, what he's telling you is, I had you where you're at, and that gave you your best opportunity to get saved, to get born again. It's not an accident. And now you've grown up. God didn't want to do it this way, but God's allowed you to come to jail or prison. He said that was the best opportunity for you to get saved. The quarterback, C.J. Stroud, of the Houston, uh, whatever they are, I can't Texans. His daddy is a former convict. He's been in prison. His daddy was a, a grew up a child and a criminal and a druggie and all this other stuff. His daddy got saved while he was in prison, got out of prison, met CJ's mama. 
He got married to her because he was a Christian when he got out. Because he got saved, he became a Christian and, and married this woman. Had three kids with her. C.J. Stroud is the youngest one. And, and he was on TV when they won the football games in the playoffs here that we're going through right now with the NFL. He said, first of all, I'd like to thank my Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, who's put me in this place and given me these opportunities. His daddy is a pastor of a church he grew up. His daddy was a pastor. He used to be a convict. A total opposite, 180 degrees difference. A monster. He was right with God. Okay, got right with God while he was in jail and prison. Got out, served six or ten years. He wasn't in there for a minute or two. Uh, got out, and now he pastors a big, huge church. It's not in Houston. I can't remember where the church is at. And uh, um, you don't see, you'll see his mama at the football games on Sunday, but you don't see his daddy. The mama and daddy are still married and, and, in, and in perfect uh, fellowship. And uh, as much as human beings can be and married couples can be, married couples have ups and downs too. Uh, 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 but you'll see his mama at the football games. And he said, I learned all this from my daddy, who used to be a convict. Woo! Verse 26, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Watch this. And has determined... God determined supernaturally before you were ever born, before you were gleaming your day, before the foundation of the earth. He determined their pre-appointed times. You were born at just the right time and the right place and the right moment. Amen. Woo! It was not an accident. That's why abortion is so bad. That child had a pre-appointment with God. Abortion wasn't, wasn't it, amen? Has determined the times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Verse 27, see the sentence doesn't really start there. Verse 27, man put the verses in there so we could easily find our way around the Bible. A preacher could tell you to turn to 17, 26, or 27. And, and so the sentence goes on. That isn't the end of the thought. So that they should seek the Lord. So that the, the times... And the boundaries, for me, the time, all right, 1959, April 5th, when I was born, the boundaries, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, United States of America, Marion County, Indiana, United States of America. Woo! I got out of jail the first time when I was 11, 12, 13, I can't remember. I went to my sister's church looking for Jesus. Her church doesn't really preach the Bible correctly or accurately. Uh, they believe in Jesus over there, but they don't really know how to handle the scriptures. They were doing the best they could. I went there for 18 months. I just, you know, I, I didn't find Jesus. I said, God, I didn't, I didn't know who Jesus was. I didn't know nothing about him. I said, God, I need help. God supernaturally protected me for seven more years. And when I got in the military in the Marine Corps, I went to Okinawa and somebody invited me to church the first or second week I was there. I did not go to church to get saved. I was, I was down and out. I had given up on life. I said, I'll always be a drug dealer. I'll always be a druggie. Because that's what I was doing while I was in the military. I said, I'll always be this way. This is just who I'm going to be. August 6, 1979, uh, it was God's providence that I came to Okinawa. John Johnson invited me to church. No, no. Uh, Guy Howard invited me to church. John Johnson was with him. 
I went to church uh, two or three weeks later and heard the gospel and got saved while I was sitting in the pew, not when I went forward and prayed on the altar. I, got, I believed while I was sitting at the pew. The preaching was so good, he only preached for 20 or 25 minutes, but he preached that Jesus so well. The death, burial, and resurrection, and I was a sinner, and I was going to die and bust hell wide open. He saved my wretched soul that day. I called him and asked him, come in my heart and save me, God. Save me. I didn't do no more drugs for the rest of my life. Is it time already, Steve? So, so uh, uh, verse 27, so they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him. Seek the Lord, get saved. Grow for him is grow, all right, sanctification, grow and separate from the things of the world. Even though I didn't know no scriptures, I quit cussing, uh, using profanity. I quit smoking dope. I quit selling dope. I quit snorting cocaine. I quit hunting women down. I never went back to the, cu the club and getting drunk and, and, and trying to lay with all the women I could lay with. Grow for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. I know, I know, I know that he took care of me and didn't let me get killed between... 13 and 20 when I got saved because I was into some wicked stuff. I was into some real wicked stuff. I said, how did I survive all that? God superintended it. He just took care of me and everything. Amen? So I wanted you to see those before we go over there. Um, well, look over at Mark 3.31 and then we'll, we'll go on over to uh, to uh, chapter nine in Genesis, and and we'll see where the black race came from, the white race, and the Semitic people, and the the Orientals are a mix of those two, and you get over here in this part, Amen. What we call Asia. Remember in Acts sixteen, Paul was going to go to Asia and do all this, and then then the Macedonian call came to him. And, and in the Bible it says, the Holy Spirit showed him a man in Macedonia, which is what we call Europe now today. And Paul, a, a, a olive-colored or brown-skinned man, not as brown as, as a black American is, but, but a brown-skinned man, he went to white Europe, Macedonia. And they got saved, and he spread the gospel all over what we know as Europe now today. If you go to university or college, they will tell you to take Western civilization. Because that's where the gospel went to. When we go over into Acts chapter, excuse me, when we go over to Genesis chapter nine, it says, "And Japheth, that's the guy who uh, uh, populates Europe, all right, from from Noah, Noah's son named Japheth. He he said he'll dwell in the tents of Shem. Shem is who Jesus comes from, who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob come from, who the Jews come from. Jesus is a Jew. And guess what?" He dwells in his tents. In other words, he did more with the gospel than even the Jews did. The European did. And that's why he's where he's at in the place of the world now today. All right? And it's not like he stopped doing it. He's still doing it. If he quits doing it, he won't. Now, remember, I told you I'm in a new family. All right? Hey, I left my old family and all the stuff they do. All my uncles died of cirrhosis of the liver. They all died as drunks. On my daddy's side, they all were whoremongers. Amen? Well, one of them might not have been. All right? 
And, and I ain't bragging with him. I ain't putting him down. I'm just telling the truth. And you should know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. I was going the same way. That's the only way I knew. I didn't know no other way. I did what the flesh wanted to do. I get with Jesus in my new family. I got a whole different outlook. Amen. I got a whole different outlook. I got Jesus outlook. Amen. And I'm rolling with Jesus. All right. So, so here we go in 331. I just want you to see this. Then his brothers, that's talking about Jesus, his brothers and his mother came and standing outside, they sent to him calling him and a multitude was sitting around him and they said to him, look, your mother, thank you, 10, and your brothers are outside seeking you. Watch what Jesus says. Remember I told you I was in a new family? Watch what Jesus says. But he answered them as saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around at all the people that believed in him. He said, These are my mother and my brothers. Amen. That's why I call him Brother Steve. He's as white as white can get. He's pasty white. Amen. I mean, he's a white man. And I'm as black as black can be. Amen. And, uh, uh, um, Ain't got no age. Well, yeah, Nancy. Didn't you say Nancy was a... She, she's half Asian, didn't she, or something like that? Is that what she is, Steve? No, Connie. Connie. Connie? She's my sister. Well, wait a minute. She's, she's, she's half Oriental. She's uh, probably either uh, Filipino or Chinese or something, you know? Uh, maybe Korean. All right? She's my sister. Amen? Man, God wants people from every ethnic group there is. Amen? Because he made all that stuff. And he's just so happy for God so loved the world. He gave everybody a chance. Amen? Remember it said over there in Acts, and he's not far from any one of us. He was so close. The Holy Ghost was working in my heart before I even knew about who Jesus' name was. How to get saved or anything. He was working on me. 331 then his brothers and his mother came and standing outside they sent him calling him and a multitude was sitting around him and they said to him look look your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you like they have some special uh, 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 hold on him or hooks or, or, or handles on him alright then what does he say but he answered them saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? Question mark. He already knows the answers. He's saying this so we'll think about it. And he looked around in a circle at those who sit about him. And he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God. The will of God is that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, Master, and Savior. If you receive him as your Lord, Master, and Savior, you'll want to quit sinning. What did I tell y'all a little while ago? As soon as I got saved that day, I quit doing dope. I quit doing cocaine. I quit doing marijuana. I quit doing liquor. I quit doing all that stuff. All right? I had a little trouble uh, leaving the women alone. All right? Okay? I was a natural, normal man. Amen? And I found out from reading the Bible, we, we have a, such, a, a way God made us to like women. Amen? That way, we get married and have babies and repopulate the earth. Or sometimes we fornicate and have babies and repopulate the earth. That one's, a, that one's not a good one. Amen? That's more of a curse. All right? So I, I read the Bible and understood, oh, I need to get married. Let me go on with this thing. 33, or 34. And he looked around in a circle and those who sat about him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. 
For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. Amen. Woo! There's where my relatives come from. Amen. All my saved brothers and sisters. Amen. Their sister, uh, uh, Rhonda, she's a vanilla woman. I, I, that's a white person. All right, I use colors like vanilla and chocolate and milk chocolate and all this other stuff. I'm just having fun with it. Amen. You know. Because she is my bro my sister or my mother. If she was an older woman, she'd be, I'd refer to her as mother perhaps. Amen. Wouldn't be nothing wrong with that. She ain't my biological mother. She's my spiritual mother. Amen. And my spiritual brother and my spiritual sister. Amen. All right. And uh, I said we we're going to turn, turn over to John chapter 6. And uh, I got all this written down. I'm not going fast. I'm trying to make sure you get it and get it right. Because that's what we need. We need to stop all this racism stuff and all this other stuff. And we need to become brothers. And, and, and by the way, and we'll turn over to Ephesians chapter 4 in a minute. He talks about Jesus wants to come into the unity of the faith. He does not want us. See, me and Steve are in unity. We ain't arguing and fighting. In fact, I don't even think about him as a white man or a black man or a brown man. I think of him as my brother in Christ. Amen. That's all. I'm serious. I, I, I seriously do not sit there. There's a white man over there named Steve. I, I don't even think about him like that. I think of him as my brother in Christ. That's it. Thank you, brother. Five minutes. I'm not in there. All that stuff is of the devil. You don't realize that the devil got you sent him with all this. They gray boys or honkies or, or, or pigs or whatever you want to call them. They had all kinds of names we called them before I got saved. Amen. All that stuff's of the devil. Uh, John 640. I'm going to read this one, but I want to go to 44. And he said right here, and this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life. We're going to be together for eternity. And I will raise him up at the last day. So there'll be a rapture for the saved people and a resurrection for those who died in Christ. And we'll all be with him for eternity. Uh, I'm going to read down to 44. We only have a few minutes left. We're not going to get to Genesis today. Lord willing, next week. We'll do Genesis 9. The Jews then complained about him because he said, I am. So they know what it says over in uh, Exodus chapter 3 when Moses said, Who shall I tell him sent me to him? Uh, God the Father told Moses to tell him, I am. The self-existent one has sent you to him. I've sent you to him to get him out of Egypt, to get him out of the world. Pharaoh's a type of the devil, and being in Egypt is a type of the world. Amen? That the Bible's used. He said, Get out of there with all its idols and devil worshiping. I am the bread which has come down from heaven. Don't miss the I am part of it. That's why they were upset. God has provided you bread. Bread is a staple food. You can survive just off of bread. 42. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then he, that he says, I have come down from heaven? <laughs> Amen. Three minutes left. Okay. God can do anything He wants. Amen. 
Don't tell me God can't die. If he want to die on the cross, he can die on the cross and come back to life the third day, just like was prophesied so that his prophecy comes true. And because the prophecy came true, you know what the truth is. Amen. You know who the Messiah is. 43, Jesus therefore answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. The same Holy Ghost that called, called me on August 6, 1979 is the same Holy Ghost that called Steve, called his mama, called his daddy, called my four sisters that I led to the Lord. Three of them I led to the Lord. One of them was already saved. Uh, all the people that I tell in Jesus, the Holy Ghost called him. No man can come unless the Holy Ghost draws him. There was a burn. Thank you, brother. There was, and this is a good place to end, 644. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up the last day. Those are promises for God. Two times in those verses, he said, and I will raise him up the last day. Are you born again? Are you saved? Have you believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and took care of your sin problem? On Calvary's cross. Have you believed? I believe. I already told you when. 45, 44 years ago. Alright. 1979. It's 2024 now. That's 45 years ago. And it changed my whole life. To make me a new creature in Christ. Amen. I want to conclude. On Romans 12. Because I'm worried about the division and, and not, it's of the devil. That's why I'm worried about it. One minute left. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it's written, vengeance is mine, our pace says the Lord. Amen. Live peaceably with all men. Not just saved men, with all men. It's let's just lie within you. Let's pray and tell God we want to get saved if you're not saved. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the blood. I thank you that you died for all of us. And there's only one blood, one nation. And you, you, you made the boundaries. And it's your will that we get saved. In Christ's name, amen.